I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. You can email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning, this is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. I'm flying solo this morning, so feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And I will do my best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns on this lovely 4th of July weekend. So i got some news for you guys, and uh, you won't believe it, but uh, if you're living in, uh, in Britain, across the pond there, Their latest $3.5 billion aircraft carrier, the HMS Queen Elizabeth, is running Windows XP (laughs) to to deal with her flight control room. Um, One of my favorite IT uh, news spots, The Register, has a story about it where uh, basically they had kind of spotted this stuff um, on the aircraft carrier when it was being built. took about a decade to build this thing. And uh, recently, they went through and uh, took some took a look at the. They got a tour, and they it was a picture. They kind of took a picture of the fact that XP is running. You can see the background, and nobody in the right mind would use an XP background on purpose, or, or you shouldn't even be using the operating system on purpose. Uh, but it's sitting there controlling the flight deck of a three point five billion dollar aircraft carrier, brand new. Now, this is the same country who got nailed by the WannaCry. Uh, ransomware recently where so many of their systems um, were hit with that ransomware. It made international news um, because of folks not updating their operating systems, XP, Windows 7. um, You know, it was a big, big issue there with the British healthcare system. Why would you put it on your brand new flagship aircraft carrier? It's a dead operating system, guys. And the story kind of goes on and talks about the fact that at least – at least they weren't as bad as the French, who were running Windows 3.1 at the Paris Orly International Airport. They saw that back in 2015. Windows 3.1. Come on, guys. Upgrade. Get with the, get with the program. In other news, we've talked about it before, but uh, our government has recommended that you do not run Kaspersky antivirus on your computers. And uh, obviously with all this talk of Russia in the news, <laughs> Russia won't rule out retaliation. Um, but the Senate Armed Services Committee uh, in its 2017-2018 budget uh, recommended uh, under the National Defense Authorization Act that uh, that our government ban running any kind of uh, Kaspersky antivirus. Now, to me, this just makes sense. Why would you run Russian antivirus on your American defense computers? I mean, I don't even think you would need an act for that. It should be kind of like obvious. 
but uh, the Russians are not going to rule out uh, retaliation for our government saying uh, we shouldn't be running Russian antivirus software. It just seems like it's smart to me. Why would you? <laughs> Come on, guys. Um, but, you know, the Russians are having all sorts of trouble with us and we with them lately. And, of course, Kaspersky has other problems in that Kaspersky is claiming that Microsoft has been disabling its antivirus software in Windows 10. So this is kind of the issue with Microsoft all the time, right? Um, basically, we've always known about the fact that they were, they've been a monopoly and our government did their best to try to break them up and still did not. Um, but Microsoft, as we talked about here on our show, has its own antivirus called Defender. It's a good antivirus for home use. I wouldn't recommend it for business, but it's good for home use. But the, the rub here is that what was happening when people would upgrade, well, when Microsoft forced the upgrade to Windows 10 on your operating system, they would then turn off an antivirus that they would deem incompatible, in this case, Kaspersky. And uh, it would, of course, make active the Windows Defender. And Kaspersky's kind of like, hey, what are you doing turning off our software? So, again, Microsoft knows what's better for you than them but i again i don't I, I wouldn't run kaspersky either but uh your operating system shouldn't pick and choose it shouldn't say i like you i don't like you i like you i don't like you and turn it off for you but my, microsoft has done stuff like this forever so we'll put some links up there for that and you can take a look at it for yourself not to my most favorite story of the morning <laughs> so electric cars right they are coming and they're they're getting bigger and bigger and folks are going uh, out and picking them up, and you've got the Nissan Leaf, you've got the the Tesla, and there was a study by the Swedish government with Swedish scientists who have found that the manufacture of Tesla Model S batteries are equivalent to driving for eight years. So just to understand that, before you even roll off, the, 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 the study talks about it right here. As soon as you buy the car, CO2 emissions of, approx- CO2, sorry, CO2 emissions of approximately 17.5 tons have been produced to make your battery. So if you got it through committee to buy a $65,000 vehicle, and we all know what the committee is, right? Honey, please, I want to buy the car. It's green. Well, it's not. Now, of course, the funny part about this is that you're going to find, if you do do a search on this, you'll find all sorts of folks screaming that this is not a true thing. They got it wrong. Those scientists got it wrong. They didn't use these calculations. They didn't use that calculation. Well, again, the science isn't settled. But it is kind of funny. And obviously, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to think about the fact that manufacturing batteries of these capacities is probably a dirty job. It probably produces pollution. But you probably would have been surprised to find out that it's equivalent to driving your green car for 8.2 years before you even push the button to turn it on. So again, I love the technology of Tesla. I'm a little cranky that I had to subsidize it to the tune of 7500 bucks. Every taxpayer is doing that. But it's not as green as you thought it was, according to the Swedish scientists. Now, depending on what you believe in science, you can march on science if you want. March on the Swedes if you don't believe them. 
Clearly, it's not settled. <laughs> Wired Magazine has a, has a story about this, but it's kind of funny. But if you're driving a Tesla and you see these guys in your rearview mirror, don't tell me I didn't warn you. And we are back. A lot of cheap trick today. Huh? This morning, there's not. <laughs> We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. I'm flying solo, so uh, go easy on me. I'm all by myself. Let's go to your calls, though. We're going to go to Harry in Berlin first. Hey, Harry. Hey, Han Solo. <laughs> What's going on? Good. I, uh, I've been with you since the beginning, and I, I know just about enough about computers to make me totally dangerous. Oh, boy. So we've helped you just enough to make you a problem. Uh, totally dangerous. <laughs> now I'm on a, uh, an HP desktop, and it's got Windows 10. Yep. And, when I, and I'm, I have Communist Cast. So I have Xfinity, but when I'm at Xfinity and I hit that little house on top, yeah, to go back to home, and now it clicks me over to MSNBC, oh. and when I click on that, mm-hmm. the whole screen goes blank, and now I'm back to the beginning again. Oh, they're doing you a favor. Yeah, actually, yes, <laughs> you're right. But it's, it's just... It just drives you nuts. So it sounds like you've got a problem with your browser. What browser are you using? Are you using the Firefox or the little Fox? Uh, oh, I tried Firefox years ago. That was such a mess up. Are you using the little Beach Ball, Google? Nah, I'm using that Internet Internet Explorer. Okay, IE. the little blue E yeah, with the little, the little halo. Blue window. All right, I tell you to change to to uh, to Google um, Chrome, uh, Google Chrome. You should consider it. It's a much better browser. Uh, okay, anything's I'll, better than IE. I'll, I'll reconsider it. Yeah. Now, what I think is happening to you is you must have a cache problem in your IE. So if you really want to continue to work with it, you need to go into the settings of your IE browser cache and clear them and see if that corrects the issue. I've done that. Oh, you have done that? Oh, yeah. So can yeah. you go to other websites besides that home site? Because clearly, well, you could always put a new home. When you go to the home uh, button there, you're going to your where you want to start off. So you yeah. could you could put something like WTIC as your homepage, and oh. see if that solves the issue. You can configure that within IE. Okay, so change my homepage. Yeah, change okay. your homepage from MSNBC or whatever you're using. All right. All right. Well, happy Fourth. Hope you're waving the flag. I'm trying to, Harry. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Thank you very much, buddy. Yeah. All right. You're welcome. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Um, yeah, stick stay away from IE. It is not a good browser. It never has been. Um, Chrome seems to be the winner lately. Um, about 50% of the folks out there are browsing now with Chrome. It is a very fast browser. Let's, however, though, you're being watched by the Googleplex, so you got to take it for what it's worth. Let's go on to uh, Rick in Wallingford next. Morning, Rick. Morning. How you doing? Doing okay. How are you? Good, good. Uh, yeah, call you periodically, and i got, I got another problem with our the, the home computer. Okay. I've got an HP printer. Yeah. Uh, HP 65, uh, whatever it was called. But anyways, it prints fine with the black and white. No trouble. It's got new ink cartridges in there. Mm-hmm. My son uses uh, was a Google Docs quite a bit for school. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, he couldn't get color prints. Okay. Now, I checked every setting I could think of seems to be fine. And when you go through the print setting, you know, setting the color, everything, all that's there. But I tried just printing a, a photo. A color photo with with like the it's an HP computer also with uh, it was an HP Photoshop or whatever yeah and that prints fine it comes in color 
So when you print locally, it prints fine. It's only when through Google Docs you're not getting it. Well, Google Docs, or if I'm in like uh, in the on the internet, I try printing something, you know, through the through Windows or whatever. It's uh, I still can't get the color. So, like, if you go to any website and you try to print something out, it won't come out in color. Right. Hmm. You're supposed to. So you're using the same driver, obviously. Why yeah. That yeah. Cause you issues. All right. And you can do a print preview. Does it show up when you preview it in color? Oh, I didn't even try doing that. I just was so so engulfed with trying to all the settings. I didn't even think to do the print preview on that. But the print preview will give you an example. So if the print preview shows in black and white. I would contend it's a driver issue of some kind. Um, there could be a setting within Google Docs, but you're having the problem just printing through regular websites too, right? Yes. So, so it's called What You See Is What You Get, WYSIWYG. And when you do a print preview, it's supposed to actually engage the print driver and say, okay, here's what your, print, your, your printout will look like. So if it's showing in black and white, then it's, that's obviously something with the, the browser causing some sort of weird control over why it won't print um, in color. If it does show in color, then it's a communication between that printer driver um, and your browser. What browser are you using, Rick? Using the, uh, the Google one. All right, all right, Google Chrome. We're going to come oh, up. Yeah. We're, we're coming up against a quick hard break. Let me do a little research on this and see if I can get you an answer. Can you hold on? Sure. All right. We'll hold on to Rick and see if I can get him an answer. And we've got uh, Dave and Drew and Chuck on the line. Thank you guys for calling on this lovely Saturday morning. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. And uh, everything we've talked about today, everything, all the stories so far, have been posted live over at the old-fashioned website, computertalkwithtab.com. If you like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, it's there as well. We'll be right back. Back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. You know, I asked Matt to find patriotic tunes and he came up with this. <laughs> it's okay. We'll take it. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. And now we are online with Rick, who's having trouble printing in color. You still there, Rick? Yes, I'm still here. All right. I, I got a silly question for you because I, sometimes I don't think of the obvious, but maybe because it's not to insult anybody. But if you go and do a print, uh, of anything from the internet, there's an option to either print in color or black and white on many of these browsers now because a lot of folks want to save their color ink, right? And so if you've got kids at home, they'll print things like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Is color selected? Have you looked at that? It might be something you somebody had flipped to black and white and you just never noticed it. So that's where again? When you, when you go to print in, uh, in the browser, uh, so I'm looking right at Chrome right here, it, you'll see that there in the print configuration, it's going to tell you. It's going to ask you how many pages. You can click on all pages, how many copies, how you want it to be laid out, and then of course color or not. You can check color or black and white. It could be something silly like the last user. Yeah, no, no, we, we we did that. We checked color, and it still wasn't doing it. Okay, all right. So then there is another uh, try here, having to do with resetting your browser. Um, again, within Google Docs, it turns out that there's other folks that have this issue. I can put a link up there for you to try to a few things like clearing your cache, going in and out of incognito mode, and uh, that might correct this color issue uh, for you. Try also okay. to do that print preview um, to see if you're actually seeing it. Yeah, I'll do the check the print preview, clear the cache, and you say, what, what is that incognito thing? Yeah, there's a, I'll, I'll put a link up there for you. You can follow a few of the instructions to see. You go in and out of incognito mode for some reason. I don't know why. And you can actually reset the browser. It's not just as simple as clearing the cache. You'll reset the browser. You won't lose your 
your favorites and such, but you'll you'll remove plugins that could be interfering. Sure. Um, and again, try a different browser. You know, try Firefox or something other other than what you're okay. using, and see if that browser works the same way. Even before you do go all the, through the rigmarole I just gave you, if you try sure. Firefox and have the exact same result, it's your printer driver, I think, because it's not okay. your browser anymore. You've already proven the browser is not the culprit. So then you would go and sure. try to update that printer driver. So there's a few things that are that could be ha- causing this. Okay, then to update the printer driver, is that something I have to get from HP or is that a... Yeah, you'd want to go online to HP and uh, download the latest printer driver to see if okay, that okay. communicates smarter. Because only if, if you do the print preview and it comes in black and white and you try a different browser and it comes in black yeah. and white, it's got to be the printer driver. Okay, so I'll do those two first, then the, the, the print preview, the drive, then another browser. And that link is, is where? Is it on... Um, it'll be, it'll show up at computertalkwithtab.com eventually, uh, and it'll also show up on our Facebook page if you like us on Facebook, and if you follow us on Twitter, uh, it'll be there too. Okay. All right, Rick? Uh, I'll try to give those first two shots. Hopefully that's the quick and easy fix here. I hope so. All right, thanks a lot. You're welcome, sir. Bye. Bye-bye. It's frustrating. You know, it should just work. Let's move on to uh, Drew in Glastonbury next. Hey, Drew. Hi, how are you doing? Doing fine. How are you? Uh, yes, you have a great show. Thank you. And um, I have this uh, constant problem with Internet connection, and it happens when I come home from work uh, between 3 and 4. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm online, and then suddenly uh, the, uh, internet, the Internet connection uh, disconnects, and, and I get a window from Frontier saying... Um, the broadband link is currently not available. <clears throat> DSL failure. DSL failed to connect. The gateway's internal DSL modem does not currently detect DSL signal or is having problems connecting. Wow. Or, or the window from Frontier will say, gateway authentication failure. Please connect your service provider. Wow. And then, and then if I wait a couple of minutes, uh, the, 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 connect, the connection comes on okay, and the window from Frontier says, the error has been successfully resolved. Please mm-hmm. close down your browser and restart it. Mm-hmm. You're browsing online. Okay. So I called Frontier, and they weren't much uh, help. Mm-hmm. Just told me to di- to disconnect the, uh, uh, the, modem. the, uh, mo- the modem. Yeah, um, and reconnect it. Yeah. It happens all the time at 3 o'clock when you come home from work? Uh, between 3 and 4, when I when I want to go on online to, uh, to, to my fin- uh, financial page. Right. Uh, maybe it's just bad news. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you don't want to see this, Drew. Um, if you've done the reset, and it happens often, after you reset, can you go ahead and browse the rest of the evening? Uh, what do you mean? After you've done the, the modem reset, or after it resets itself, can you browse the rest of the evening without issue? Yes, yes. It's almost like it's waking up or something. When you come in, it's like in some sort of power save mode, which it shouldn't do. And then wakes up. Is your computer a laptop or a PC? It, it, it's a desktop PC. It's about three years old. Do you, do you power it up from a cold start, or is it, are you waking it up from being some sort of hibernation? Um, I, I wake it up. You wake it up? Yes. It may not be the Internet provider, because if, it's, if this is all working after you kind of wake the computer up and you never have an issue after that for the rest of the evening... It could just be a factor of your your computer saying, "Oh, okay, Drew's back. I got to power up the the hard drive. I got to turn on the network connection. I got to turn on the ma- the the monitor." And the error you're seeing well, just but, but it, it won't disconnect right away. It'll disconnect maybe after 15 minutes of use. Oh, really? So you actually wake it up. You can browse. Yeah. And then it goes down, and then it goes back up again, and you're fine all day. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
That doesn't make any sense. So I was wondering if, 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 if it's the modem. I mean, it's an old modem. or Is it an old modem? Yeah. If it's an old modem, it's always good to upgrade and replace it. Unfortunately, with DSL, you're not going to get much improvement in your performance. Um, you probably can buy a DSL modem on your own. Uh, do they rent it to you through Frontier? Do you have to pay for it every month? Is it on your bill? I, um, I'm not sure. I'll have to check that. Yeah, take a look. If they're not willing to come out and replace it, because it's, if you're if you're paying for it, they really should have. You, they should come out and replace it if it's old. Um, you can go buy one, and then you can tell them to take the charge off your bill, and uh, you can buy one at like a Staples or something like that. They should have the modems that are designed for the local internet providers, and uh, try that. Uh, could so be. Go ahead. So, so it's possible it could be the uh, the old modem. It could be. It's you're you're experiencing something kind of odd. It's predictable because it happens all the time. That's why I thought it had to do with power saving. You're waking it up, but you're telling me it's awake and it runs for a while and then it causes this issue. Correct. That doesn't make any sense. Um, it shouldn't just pick 15 minutes after it wakes up to cause trouble and then work the rest of the day, and it shouldn't do that predictably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's an old modem, things you start doing to troubleshoot problems like this are replacing hardware, especially inexpensive hardware like that. So it's a no-brainer to try that. Um, I still think it has something to do with power saving, but... Uh, Changing out an old modem is always a good start to see if you get better better performance. Um, but if again, if you're renting it from Frontier, they should do it for you as a customer service thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, 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 I'll check to see if, it, if we own it or if we still rent it. Yeah, they might be be able to even look at your account and see how often you drop. Maybe, you know, how often you're you're going offline. Also, try to turn off your turning t- try turning off your uh, power saving. So come home one day with your computer running. Right, and see if you have that experience at the same time. Say that again. I, Turn I, off your power saving. So when you come home from work at three or four in the afternoon, whenever you come home, don't come home to a machine that's asleep. Come home to one that's already running. So you know, turn it on for the day, let it run. Come in and see if everything still works without any kind of interruption, just to prove out that it's not a power saving issue. Just do it for oh. one day. Or try it today. I mean, obviously, does it pick weekends for you? Does it give you trouble at the same oh, time? It, on? It, 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 it happens every day. Are you, do you live in a condo complex? No, no. It's, it's, it's a single-family house. Hmm. I was going to say, maybe somebody's turning off. A, they're doing something to your outlet or something. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me, Drew, that I would pick that period of time to do that. But uh, clearly it is. I, I, I don't doubt you're having the problem. I think actually it happens sometimes um, late on in the evening, but 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 uh, uh, just just sometimes. Yeah, well, it could just be a flaky modem. It depends on. It might just be you that happen to use it during these periods of time, and you're seeing the flakiness during those times because you probably have other things to do than surf the internet all day, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it could just be a flaky modem. But you're such a creature of habit that you see it happen at the same time all the time. Right. 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 So I've replaced the modem first. You know, it's a cheap cheap thing to do or get them to do it for you. Okay, very good. All right, Drew. All right, thank you very much. You're welcome. Anything that's predictable like that when you're coming to troubleshooting, you got to start thinking about the technology, the hardware itself. I guess we have to step out for a quick break, right, Matt? We're going to step out for a quick break. we got Zig in in Wilmington, North Carolina on the line. That's cool. we got Chuck in Durham. Two lines open for you, 1-800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We'll be right back. Now we're talking, Matt. A little better there. 
This is Computer Talk. We'll be back. We'll be, we're, we're, we are back. <laughs> and we're living in America. We never got to the actual punchline there, but that's just the nature of talk radio. Let's go on to uh, Chuck in Durham next. Morning, Chuck. What's up? Good morning, guys. How you doing? Doing fine. How are oh, you? Good morning, guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fine solo today, Chuck. Fine. Okay. Hey, I have a very interesting problem uh, when I'm searching... Um, using the uh, Google um, search engine, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what browser I'm using, I get a DNS error. All the time, you can't search Google. I can. That's correct. Wow. I, I get back a www.google.com server's DNS address could not be found. Okay, that's fine. Uh, and then I, I've. I got this problem on multiple machines in the same house. They're both running Windows 10. Okay. Um, I get it on all browsers. Okay. All right. So it's consistent. And But I don't get it when I use an iPad in the same household. Hmm. And I also don't get it if I'm using a bookmarked um, thing in my, like, yeah. Google. Yeah, where you already know the site. Right. Okay. So you want want to change your DNS, Chuck. So I've changed it to 8.8.8. Oh, no, don't use those guys. Okay. You want to use the OpenDNS ones. Remember we talk about OpenDNS all the time? Uh, I've listened to you about that, but I haven't listened. (laughs) It's okay. We had a nickel for every time we told you everybody about this. You want to use OpenDNS's uh, IPs. Um, it'll be a safer way to browse, faster way to browse, and uh, you'll protect your folks within your network too. And those IP addresses are 208.67.222.222 and 208.67.220.220.220.220. That's the preferred and alternate. That yes, and then so if you go on to OpenDNS's website, they have a free service, and you can put those DNS IP addresses into your firewall so that they hand out those nice safe DNS addresses to all your devices on your network, and uh, you'll you'll have a better surfing experience and a much safer surfing experience. So right now I'm using um, K9. So K9 is was great, and we recommended it for many many years. It was right. a good filter. But so it, I should get rid of K9 and use OpenDNS with these addresses. I would. I think it's a better product. Heck, right now, K9 could be causing your trouble. If you've never cleared your cache or your logs... I, I have cleared I've cleared it, yeah. I've, okay. I've been down the path. Yeah, because they can cause that kind of problem. They log everything. Um, yeah. And so I would, I, would, I would move on and try OpenDNS as your, as your method of getting on the uh, information superhighway. Okay. All right. Trust me on this one, Chuck. It's a it's the thing that you, everyone should do if, if they do anything. I don't even know how to tell you. I mean, right now, when people are not using this tool, you're you're just wide open, naked on the internet, and it's so, not a um, smart place to be. I I should get rid of Google um, K9 first. Yeah, sure. Uninstall it. Uninstall it. Yeah. And then install uh, OpenDNS. And you're not installing anything with OpenDNS. So that's the great thing is you're actually just putting in those IP addresses. You can install a little little client because if you have a variable IP address from your Internet provider, which I'm sure you do, 
um, you can put a little client on one of your computers and it'll detect the IP change. So what what you can do with OpenDNS, as you did with Canine, is you can set filters, right? You can filter right. away all the all the things you wouldn't want young kids to look at. You can filter away anything you want to, you know. You could filter away anything. So uh, you could have, have that little uh, client on there. So it it reports back and says, "Hey, hey, Chuck, you're now at a different IP address, but I know that, and I'm going to use your settings, even though you've changed IP addresses, which is really good." Okay, so um, I'm sure there's a link. Yes, there is. That says so many uh, times I can't even count. Okay. <laughs> I'll find it. All right, Chuck. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll see. That Talk should do it. Next week. All right. <laughs> bye bye. That should do it. Those are the IP addresses you want to use. All right, let's go on to Zig in Wilmington, North Carolina. Morning, Zig. Hey, good morning. Hey, what, what can we do for you down there? Well, uh, I hope uh, this isn't a question that uh, comes up as much as Open DNS. Uh, your recommendation, but <laughs> it's okay. I've I've got a, like a ten-year MP3 player uh, iPod. Yeah. Uh, that I've upgraded to a TomTom Tom, uh, Runner 3 that I use for running. All right. And I'm trying to uh, just download a regular MP3 music files uh, to my computer, and from the computer I can get it onto the TomTom. Tom. Yeah. So my question is uh, where to get uh, – uh, you guys have recommendations on where to get a regular MP3. I just went to Amazon. Yeah. For instance, and I bought one, and they say, "Well, you need to download this other app." So no, don't do that. If you if you look at the fine print um, within Amazon, you can actually choose the old style. Just download the MP3. You have to look at it. They want you to use their app, right? They want you to be in their ecosphere. But if you look uh, at that option there, you can just download the regular old MP3 from Amazon. I do it all the time. Ah, great. Thank you very much on that one. Uh, do you also recommend any kind of uh, email service rather than uh, people who all do have Gmail, for instance? The best recommendation I really can give you right now is to use the email service that comes with your Internet provider. It's a, maybe just a little bit better than those big cloud systems. However, some of your Internet providers use Yahoo, which are, you know, they're hacked. A billion of their accounts were hacked recently, and that's why Verizon cut their bid by half a billion dollars. So if your internet provider down there in Wilmington offers an email box that's from their service, that'd be better than the big cloud services, I would contend. How about uh, a paid service? Are there any paid services out there? Not that I can recommend um, off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, you know, it's hard for me to just say, choose these guys. Uh, but there are paid services out there on the business side that we recommend and utilize, of course, even offer our business clients. But for the average user, there really isn't some – and there should be, really. You'd think it'd be out there, but it's, there's still such a proliferation of free email that people wouldn't necessarily go to it. But enough of these hacks will occur that people eventually are going to try to go and go to it. Google just recently pledged – literally, just like last week, they finally pledged not to read your email anymore and not send you targeted ads based on reading your email. Isn't that nice well, of them? I think they were the ones that uh, were just uh, mentioned in the news where they were fined uh, big dollars over in Europe for uh, yeah, for uh, reading everybody, or doing too much. Well, what they're doing there is they're actually not playing fair. They were fined $2 billion uh, because of how their search engine works and how they were displaying things when you search, and the folks over in Europe didn't appreciate it. And uh, there could be another fine if they don't fix it. Right. Well, I just want to thank you. I listen to your podcast uh, not as frequently as I used to be able to, but uh, I just don't have it in my uh, routine schedule here. But uh, you you guys are doing a great service, and I was really uh, uh, enjoyed uh, and appreciative every time that I hear you still on the radio here. It's our pleasure, Zig, and thank you for listening in North Carolina. Okay, thanks. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye.
that's our home away from home is North Carolina. We go there every year, the Outer Banks. If you want to find a beach, those guys know how to beach <laughs> down there in North Carolina. So we're going to be here till 11 o'clock, taking your computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. We have two lines open for you, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Feel free to get online during the news. Uh, Dave and Goshen, hang on. Cheryl and Prospect, you guys are up next. And everything we talked about has been Facebooked over at uh, Tab Computer Systems. If you like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg deems it worthy, he'll send the news feed to you. And uh, Mike G. posts it live while we talk. Also, the old-fashioned website at computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com. Uh, the links will show up there eventually. And then, of course, if you follow us on Twitter, which is also part of the regular Tab Computer Systems site, you'll get the same links as well. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 